Yo, my name is Lance Moore. Welcome to Shit IDK, where we do not know flamingos eat upside down. <laughs> Yo, we got a special, special guest, special guests today. But first, let me introduce my co-host, JJ. What's good? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, so let me introduce these. This is like a power couple, if I cannot explain it more. Like when wow. you see power couple in the dictionary, boom, you got the gosses. That's we too got much. no, no, no. That's it's an understatement, bro. It's a I'll take it. I'll take it. Say, man, big salute to y'all. Y'all been doing y'all thing. We got Kevin and Jasmine Gauss in the building, y'all. What's good? What's good? Make some noise. Good evening. Good evening. Good. How y'all feeling? Good. Good, man. Cool. So again, as always, like when I be reaching out, you know, to get the get the show booked and stuff, like man. They do so much, but I got to like target on one thing, but it was like super hard, you know, because you do like, a, you do everything, you know? So, but we landed on credit repair, but we can just, we can talk about that, but then we're going to merge off to a bunch of different things. So okay. y'all, listeners, fair. viewers out there, hey man, tune in. Let's go. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. So let's start it off. So I, I, maybe young viewers out there, like, what is your credit score? Like, what is it? Not like your personal credit score, but what is the credit score? What do you mean? Like, what is, uh, what is credit? Yeah. What is credit? Mm -hmm. So credit is so many things. Credit gives you the ability to take your cash and keep it in the bank. Mm -hmm. Utilize someone else's money to do what you want to do. Purchase, you know, have a line of credit. Um, a fun fact is if you have a job that you're making $70,000 a year, have decent credit, you're really making one forty a year. So because you can borrow other people's money double your money that you have that's the name of the game a lot of people don't play the game appropriately but that's a part of the game she gotcha so use other people's money rather than absolutely yeah most millionaires they don't a fun fact they don't use their cash they yeah. use credit um a big thing of a stigma in most african-american communities is you have to cash is king cash is you know you you need cash to start a business, you need cash to, you know, get this car. Um, no, credit. So what do you say to those people that say money is more important than credit? I challenge that. I want to know why they think that way. What made you think that way? Is there something that was passed down to you? Is it because you were not quite educated on the proper way to use credit, to utilize credit? Yeah. Um, a lot of times people just speaking things that they've heard historically from their family. Gotcha, gotcha. Is brought up on mattress uh, banks. Yeah, well, hey, first of all, let's not discredit the mattress bank. My grandfather believed in them. Because <laughs> um, banks don't always treat, you know, treat us fairly. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to knock mattress banks. And yes, I'm not saying that you should not have cash. I'm not saying that you don't need cash. But I'm saying that you can utilize credit to help extend your cash, to help you make additional cash. Okay. So, so I've heard a lot of people say like zero credit is equal to bad credit. Correct. Correct. Why is that? Yeah. Because you're nobody. <laughs> I hate to put it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. me is a yeah. I mean, I, most lenders look at it the same way. Yeah. Correct. They look at it the same. So you're looking at it a risk factor. Like you having yeah. no credit, you're non-existent. How do I know that you will pay this back? Exactly. How do I? How how can I trust you with this? Card that I'm getting ready to give you. Yeah. Haven't proven your worthiness to have it. I hate to say it like that, but that's what it is. No, no, that's exactly. You can make the down payment, but can you pay us? Can yeah. you maintain it's, it, or yeah. or as we call it, text time ballers? You know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, 
everybody gonna go back to that. Everybody gonna go back to that. Yeah. 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 The question that you asked was, which one is more cash or credit? Yeah. I say they're equal. Okay. Because you can't really have one without the other. Gotcha. Um, if you do, if somebody gives you an $8,000 credit card, how are you going to pay that monthly balance? Yeah. You ain't got the money. That's so they kind of go hand in. Let's see. So she know the tricks <laughs> of the trade. That's why I've been quiet. So yeah, I'm, I'm going back but to no, no, no. I mean, but to his point, initially, mm-hmm. yes, you need money to offset to be able to pay the debt. The one thing that I, I try to teach people is what you charge, be able to pay it off in cash. True. So if you charge $500 and you need to have that $500 in your pocket, gotcha. when you're paying only the minimum balance on a credit card, you're actually giving the lender money because they're making money off of the interest. You're just paying that minimum payment and just paying the interest. See, that's what I was going to ask. Cause somebody told me like, say if I would get a, a $200 credit, Line or limit somewhere, mm-hmm. and I only spend like sixty dollars a month and put that back on there. That can build credit up. That, uh, it can if you pay it before the interest okay. period. So you can't wait to day twenty nine to pay the bill. You actually need to pay it on day fifteen mm-hmm. because the lender cannot charge you interest on what isn't there. Gotcha. It's also a faster way to pay off your vehicle too. So I mean, we can get into all like the little different tricks and stuff. I mean, it's multiple. But back to what my husband was saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a valid point to have that. But if you have multiple cards, you can actually use one card to pay for the other one. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so it's, it's different ways. Hey, man, welcome to shit IDK. Welcome to shit IDK. Better tune I mean, in. That's, that's part of it. That's truly shit I didn't know. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. That's so. making your money work for you. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to dig into that. So, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So tell me. So, you do have a lot of uh, inside information. Like, what are some what are some things that somebody like outside looking in should know about uh, credit repair? What they should be doing? Excuse me. So the first thing to really be honest is to truly educate yourself on the various bureaus. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot of people out that are you know they have the Instagram, the podcast, and things like that. Don't hit against the podcast, but <laughs> that are giving out some misinformation. Okay. And some of it's valid information and some of it is misinformation, but always do your research. Don't yeah. just go by what you see online. Go and research it. Yes, you have the three major credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, Equifax. Everybody knows about them. But did you know about the two that's behind the scenes? It's also feeding the information to the three major bureaus, okay. like LexisNexis uh, for business, Dun and Bradstreet, that's one. These are the, what the credit bureaus are using to go back and verify the debt that they're claiming that you have. So it's a lot more than just going in, hey, I disputed with the three major bureaus. That's part of the reason your stuff ain't coming off because you hadn't really gotten to the root of what is causing that to constantly keep reporting on your credit report. Why, um, question, why can, like, especially when you're looking at the three different bureau, uh, bureaus, why does your credit score vary between the three? That's a great question. So you have what is called FICA, and there are different levels of the FICA system. Each bureau does not subscribe to the same system. So think about it like this. You have a computer system. Apple comes out with a different model every six months, right? Mm -hmm. So you might have version, the version that came out in January. That version is FICA system 10. 
and you might have one that came out in May, that's Frankel System 12, and then you have one that's coming out later on. Each one of them has a different level of reporting. So that's why your scores will not be consistent across the board. You also have different um, industry reporting credit bureaus, such as the mortgage industry. We have a specific one that we pull. Um, we are more heavily on our Experian than we are with TransUnion and Equifax. Our auto is more TransUnion and Equifax. So you have to understand the bureau that you're trying to work with according to the good that you're trying to accumulate. So if you are more so looking at, hey, I want to buy a car, you kind of need to look at your Equifax mm-hmm. and your TransUnion report to see what's going to be there. Because the dealership, nine times I've seen, is not going to really pull your experience according to the lenders that they're approved. Gotcha. It's such good information. No, it is. It is. Because I was going to ask, um, do the different levels of reporting invalidate one score, make one score more important? But it if- all depends on which, which, like what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're getting a car, then of course, you, like, like she said, they're going to pull, you know, those two bureaus. So it's one of those type deals where it just depends. Um, there's a company notorious for being like a, um, secondary lender like santander or something like that so it all depends on which you know your credit score one and also which bureau they're going to pull as far as you know the lender mm-hmm. and then um just to add to what he um just stated there i mean give me your question one more time um does the different levels of reporting validate what like experience so no they they don't um but you do have to look at and into which bureau is going to pull which information. Meaning, um, I can't I can go and say, hey, this isn't on my Equifax report, but you have it on my TransUnion report. TransUnion is gonna be like, okay, well this credit, um, this creditor has an agreement with us and we only report for them. We don't also they don't also work with Equifax. So some creditors only work with specific credit bureaus to report information. So okay. You think you you would think that all creditors um have relationships with each bureau. Yeah. But for instance, our company, we can actually report trade lines. But it costs me money to report trade lines. I don't want to report trade lines to um Experian because Experian is one of the higher of the three. Nexus Lexus is one of the higher of the three. The cheaper one is TransUnion. So I can fuck up your whole day with <laughs> TransUnion. <laughs> so, I mean, but that is the offset of what a creditor has to deal with on their side from a banking perspective. They have to have a relationship with that credit bureau to be able to report negative or positive information on your behalf. Or if they don't have it and you only see, like, why is it only on my TransUnion but it's not on my Equifax? It's probably why. They don't have a relationship with that specific bureau. And it happens more times than you think. Like if you ever pull your credit score or pull your, your your three credit bills and look at the difference in you might have a couple of addresses that you ain't never stayed oh, in. Yeah. You stayed that's, in that's twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or you might have had say you had a credit card and you were you gave somebody you were credit card and you made somebody an authorized user and it pulled in their address. Now your credit your address your address is now on your credit report yeah. and all they negative miss 
is now possibly attached to you. So you'll get their credit collection calls. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you heard from Bam Bam? Why is this my name on right. your papers? Exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is because they go through what's called a cross-reference service. So they pulled up any address that is associated with a person. Oh, wait a minute. They trusted them enough to add them as an authorized user. So that means they know how to get in touch with them. I'm about yeah. to call them where the hell out of them. So oh, they yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The exactly. And then my mama like that. I'm like, you know what? Like, don't give them my <laughs> right. number. It, it, it even goes as far as, I mean, because you got to think about it. Credit Bureau, it's, it's a bureau. Literally, yeah. there's, it's a bunch of people mm-hmm. trying to keep up with your shit, basically. Yeah. It's people so, being paid to report negative information on you. Oh, definitely. But negative at the same time, yes. you also like, like, we were going to name our middle son after me uh-huh. and her mom, yeah. you know, financial, she's been in the financial sector forever. She's yeah. like, don't do that. Don't and I'm do like, why? <laughs> I mean, I want to do you. This is my, you know, yeah. she's like, no, because once he gets of age, if he has bad credit oh, and you That's guys have the same name, next thing you know, you start linking, you know, I'm okay. like, oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So, and that kind of leads me into my next question. Speaking of like sharing names. So when you get married, like how important is one's credit? Uh, like a significant other's credit when it comes to like you guys getting married. And, Man, and, so <laughs> well, when me and her started, we had nothing. So oh, right. you know, I mean, for <laughs> us, it was it was different from us because he yeah. was coming out the military. Uh-huh. I was finishing college, so for us, it was a little bit different. But one of the things that we tell people, and by the way, we've been married almost eighteen, it'll be 18 years. years so we got a little bit of I know some people that didn't last three months. We've been to mm-hmm. some weddings and now we've, you know, yes. we've witnessed, witnessed some of the divorce parties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but there's <laughs> <divorce laughs> yes. yes. a whole nother situation. Yeah. Um, but to go back to your question, what is, is that important? You don't necessarily take on that person's debt because you're taking on their last name. That's number one. But you also want to make sure that whomever you are talking with, you all are on some type of same playing field financially because you don't want to incur additional debt that's going to harm both of you all over time. It could impact you from getting a car, a home, or something of that nature. So it's important to have those conversations, but just because I took on his name didn't mean that I took on his debt. And just because he gave me his name didn't mean that he received my debt. So So that's a misconception? Definitely a misconception. I mean, you you definitely want to make sure that if, you know, that, they ain't got to make a million dollars, but yeah. at the same time, you need to make sure that, you know, y'all are equally yoked, so yeah. to speak. I mean, yeah. if, if her credit bad, then your credit need to be bad. But I am going to say it's important for you to sit down doing pillow talking, man. look, babe, I got, hey, I got these collections going on or whatever. So, the, so it's only fair that you each know what you're getting involved in. Yeah, that's, yeah, so it's I only agree. fair. Transparency. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's good in any relationship. Facts. Yeah, yeah but however, yeah, we yeah. we've known something to end over that to actually like oh, yeah. get married and like I didn't know that they had all this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be married. I don't want this house anymore because everything is on me. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. so those are conversations you should have beforehand. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So that leads me to my next question. Let's get to it. So as a parent, I know there's ways that you can help out your kid and start mm-hmm. building their credit younger or before they're even of age to have their own card and things yeah. like that. Um, so what would be a good age for you to start doing that for your kid? Or is it too early, too question. late? So that's a phenomenal question. So we have we have three children. 
um, and our oldest will be 21 this month. And we started him off on his credit journey at the age of 16. So our son is pretty much financially um, stable enough to hold his own. His car is in his name. He has lines of credit in his name. And that's the goal. That is the goal. So he can go out and purchase what he needs. But it also started with credit education, too, Mm. because it was like just because your father and I are gifting you this credit doesn't mean that you just go out here and wild out because you can, you know, go and get a $10,000 line of credit or, you know, for both of his cars so you know yeah. his first one was twenty three thousand. Sure. <laughs> he had an accident totaled that one out he made he money off of probably his, wrecked his car yes mm. thank you for clarifying that <laughs> yes because when he see that he's gonna see this he yeah. be like i didn't do that but yes his partner wrecked his car um but he was able to walk onto a lot and upgrade in cars so now he's driving around in a fifty thousand dollar car with most adults not even able to go and do that for themselves. 38 grand. <laughs> we still black parents. It's 38 grand. <laughs> it started with y'all. And that's the beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Nah, so, I mean, that education Thanks. part is good. Yeah. And we ain't buying nobody. My truck costs 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a nice truck out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice truck. I appreciate you. <laughs> but yes, we are still black parents, but we do believe in financial, um, to set your kids up financially. That was something that was very, um, that, that was passionate for us to do. That doesn't happen. No, in our culture at all. At all. I was about to say, like a lot of even the first step of education. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Most of us got to figure it out on our own. And that's that's the thing. Like a lot of my clients have been individuals that just trial and error, or like one of our clients that we're dealing with now is like, um, we had no, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) I need to keep my face right. Fix your face. Fix your face. Fix your face. Um. And we will not disclose any names, no. but um, that one of his conversations with us was my mother never taught me about a budget. She never yeah. taught me the worthiness yeah. of credit. So like they will get furniture from renter center and stuff like that. You didn't realize that you're paying more interest. You're actually paying for that piece or whatever that you're getting from them times four. So, you know, that was something in our, in our culture, we're just how you say, you go to work, you say, you go to work, you say, you live in pretty much paycheck to paycheck. Buy one house, you stay in the house. You don't look at a home as an investment. Oh my work. God! Now How do you that, get out of that? That one yeah. thing, yeah, what she just said is so prevalent oh, with yeah, us yeah. as black people. Yeah. I know your followers or your following is probably multicultural, but but that's in a lot of cultures too. It's not just African American culture. It's in a lot of cultures too. Like, that they well, we'll get to the real estate portion, but but buying one house and staying there forever. Uh, uh, I don't even want to stay in one state forever. Like no. I, right. so, I value my travel. Like I want like to. So my like in go well not in go. I do want to travel everywhere. Like I wanted to get into van life. If I were go, if I was to get a property, I would like mm-hmm. kind of put that property up like Airbnb, mm-hmm. like rent it, you gotcha. know what I'm saying? That way I have the financial freedom to kind of travel at that and we like a duplex or a multiplex owner. Yeah, that's where I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was telling them my family is like uh my family owns several houses right now. Yeah. Nice. To me. I um no, well you're you're coming. coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Yeah, but I mean the fastest way to wealth for any culture is through real estate within mm-hmm. the United States. You can play the stock market, it's you can the safest bet. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the safest bet. Yeah, yeah. we'll agree with that. But it's also the fastest. Like, because if you look at what's going on in the market now, mm-hmm. for the past two years, a lot of people have flipped properties and they have made double what their properties are worth yeah. just from buying at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're right on what you said. The only thing I disagree with is fastest and the reason why i disagree with it is because people oh, are out recently. here doing forex making you know 
Yes. Uh, so, I mean, with real estate, it's one of those type deals where it is a solid investment. You'll definitely see dividends as long as you increase the market. And of course, the country doesn't go into recession, but it doesn't always flip overnight. Like, yeah. um, I'll give you an example. If, if there's a house that you purchased for like 450 mm-hmm. back in 2018, well, now it's a, it's a good investment because you can probably sell that same property for six, seven hundred thousand. That's a good investment in four years. You've made several hundred thousands, but it took four years. I mean, if you consider that fast, then cool. But the average person, yeah, four years is quite How fast are you flipping? Um, What do you mean as far as? As far as like if you were to like uh, acquire a property that you want to flip, like what's what's a fast rate for you? Well, most people that are flipping properties now um, and, and like as far as fast, I would say maybe six, eight months. Reason why is because you got to go in, in most cases, and fix that property. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, if myself and my wife, we're going to have anything to do with it, it's going to be it's going to be updated. Yeah. It's going to be nice. And not only that, I mean, a lot of times when people are flipping to his point, to mm-hmm. your question, too. You have a line of credit that you're on that you are charged interest per day. Mm-hmm. So every yeah. day that their property is sitting out there, you are no costing me money. Right. Yeah. I need you to go and put this floor down yeah. so I can go ahead and resell this. Mm-hmm. So all that I mean, you got to jump out there. Yeah. If you're trying to flip houses, you need to jump out there on the day one with a budget yeah. and a time frame. Right. Otherwise, so money's out the window. Yeah. Yes. So a lot of people that we've talked with or um, worked with in investment. Like you need to have a construction plan. You need to already know how much it's going to cost for to do whatever renovations that you're looking for, because it needs to be in the number that you're looking to um, borrow. Um, and you also need to understand how long it's going to take, how many permits, like if you have plumbing issues, how far will that set your project back? Because all of that will impact your bottom line. So the longer that is staying on the market unsold, the less profit you will receive. It's it's. We can talk about that all yeah, night. So, <laughs> this might be a dual conversation. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm like, how do I, how do I get my credit to work for me in order to get into that? Like, well, it depends on how you want to do this. Do you want to do it from a business perspective? Uh-huh. That or would be standing the on your the own. It would be but do, business. Would be yes. to do it from a business. Or are you trying to do it in your personal? I know people that do them in both. I and my husband prefer to do it in business mm. because we do not like to tear, um, tie up our personal. Yeah. So again, we can talk about that on and on and on, but I need my business to stand on its own. Yeah. I need my business to be its own representation. I, I we am now, about that. right. Yeah. My business, I am an employee of my business. Yeah. So at that point, I can go and I can do multiple streams of income from that, be able to have my hands in multiple areas and still move forward. And it's not tying me down personally. And it's not overextending my debt to ratio. I know you guys have heard about hey. that. That happens to a lot of people. Like, okay, I'm going to buy this property. And then they look up and try to go and purchase something else. And they're told your debt to ratio is out of line. And mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. What happened? Because you've overextended according to the income that you make, you cannot borrow over a certain amount with certain things. Mm-hmm. So I think you just kind of explained it a little bit. Okay. But what is... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Come on. I know you t- people talk about it whenever you're looking to mortgage a home. Debt yeah. To capital so ratio. as a lender, I'm the one of the first things that I'm going to look at is your debt to cap, your debt to ratio. Um, ratios, right. So I want to know that if I lend you $100,000, just use a number here, 
that you are not going to be overextended in the number of debts that you currently have. So that includes your auto, that includes your home. A lot of people don't take into consideration child support. Um, they don't take into consideration student loans. All of that comes into your debt to ratio. So, and I don't want your debt to ratio to be over 45%. Because 45%. It's going, 45%, 45%. Because it's going to be a strain for you to pay me back. So that's why I'm trying to keep you away from it. Now, are there exceptions? Absolutely. Um, there are always, there's always ambiguity in lending. Remember that. And credit is ambiguity. It's ambiguity in everything. You just have to, you have to be willing to push the threshold. When I hear no, it's to me, it's like a yes. I'm about to figure out the little gray area, the yeah. ambiguity area. So, so yeah. here's one for you. A lot of people, and I just had this happen to me in one of my deals. Um, a lot of people think that they can go to a Bank of America mm. or Capital Preach. One Preach. Um, to to my bad uh, to to get a mortgage loan, and I'm telling you that those are the wrong places to go. If you're looking for a mortgage loan, you said don't go to Capital One. No. <laughs> if you want a high interest rate, <laughs> so start over. Start over. <laughs> if you want a high interest rate, if you want to be in a predatory lending situation. And yes, I can back up what I'm saying. Awesome. I have the credentials for it. She got the receipts. Um, I have the receipts <laughs> and the proof because I've turned these lenders in, the ones that I'm talking about mm -hmm. because of these situations. You don't want to go to them. You will be, number one, identified as a minority and put into a box, a pre-coded IT box of what you can and cannot Jeez be approved for mm -hmm. depending on what areas you want to go into how much money you want to link um how much money you want to borrow your age like all the factors that they say should not count against you really do count against you so those are things to look at but those come in with your major players such as capital one wells fargo bank of america like yes <laughs> and like that's part of the reason bank of america i know a lot of people are like wait a minute wait a minute bank of america just launched this new program zero mm. down all minorities that's that probably why that is part of it because if you go and do the research on bank of america look at how that many history. lawsuits that oh. they have that they have settled out of court for for, being predatory for predatory lending and for taking people's homes and redlining. So, I mean, there is a whole list that I, we can like really break it down. The remedy for that when you're looking for a is to go to a mortgage lender. Okay. That's a mortgage broker. Um, that's your supreme lending. That's your prime lending. Those are the type of places that you want to go to pick up a mortgage. Yeah. Because to make it simple and plain, they will make the box fit you mm -hmm. versus going to Bank of America, Wells Fargo. You have to fit the box, vice versa, when you're dealing with the mortgage lender. And I, I've run into that recently where, you know, I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to get this. I'm, I'm going through this. And midway during the deal, they cut his funding. When I say cut his funding. I ain't saying they didn't cut some of the money. They just, you no it. longer have a loan with us. You need to go and talk to somebody else. Yep. We're already in contract. So, yeah. So he lost his earnest money. But let me let me step back for just a second. There no, too. no, he didn't. No, I got his earnest money. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's a good agent like that. I like how No, no, yeah. I believe my last. He did lose the house that he wanted to get because mm -hmm. somebody else came in. And, you know, they had their lending in place. They came in, put a contract on it. They accept the contract. Boom. But 
got his stuff in place. He in his house, been in his house now about a, you know, two, three months. But yeah, it gets real. If you don't have your stuff together, it yeah, it, it, it can go bad. And so just to give a little bit of color around what he's saying. So your major banks are looked at as lenders. And then right. you have what is called a mortgage broker. That's what I am. So I am affiliated with multiple lenders. And what we do is look for the program that fits your situation. Right. Tailor-made. Right. Right. So you might be someone that recently came out of bankruptcy that's been a year old, but you have a perfect payment history or we have a lender for that. Mm-hmm. You might be someone that needs down payment assistance. You know, we have a lender for that. You might be someone, oh, I didn't pay my student loan. So we have a lender for that. So it, we're able to kind of and then work through a, situations. And then that's another better. thing is that is that like she just spoke about programs like your your um, first time homebuyers programs, things of that nature. Sometimes when you go to those bigger banks, they won't even tell you they have those type of yeah. programs. So if you don't know, you can't apply for it. Or if you ask about them, like, we don't participate in it because they're not required to tell you yeah. that they do. Knowledge is definitely power. Oh, yeah, definitely. You used to have an old saying, if you want to hide something. There you mm. go. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Very true. That ain't statement. Yeah. But sadly, that's still true, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, someone asked me to ask this question and I guess I'll bring it in now. So we've been working a lot uh, with uh, criminal reform and okay. a lot of the people. Uh, so we're doing a documentary on Eric Brown. And um, so one of the things like he has been, people that have been incarcerated wrongfully mm-hmm. for a long amount of time and they get out and they have no credit history whatsoever and they're not getting the opportunities you know what I'm saying, that, re- that regular people would. Mm-hmm. How do we work around that? Is it programs that we can that's available for that, or is so? That, that's a phenomenal question. Number one, so one of the easiest ways is to go and get a prepaid credit card. Mm-hmm. So a lot of your major lenders do have prepaid credit cards. So you're looking at your Capital One, your Bank of America. If they're able to get a um, membership with a credit union. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea as well because they have prepaid prepaid credit cards. It happens, but they have prepaid prepaid credit cards. Right. So, but what it what you're doing though, you're pretty much telling the bank that I am a credit credit worthy person. So I'm going to hand you my money for you to put into an account for me to borrow against. And yes, they're going to charge you interest on that money. But eventually, probably like at a six month period, if you are, you know, keeping that card in a good standing, they'll turn it over to an unsecured card. And you can have multiple prepaid cards. I have used that as ways to build some of our clients credit that even that weren't, you know, incarcerated. But that's a way for them to do that. Also, as a broker, I can use alternative credit. So if they have rental history that they have had for the past 12 months and it's a positive rental history of 24 months. We can use that if they have an auto loan. We There are other ways that we can pull in, you know, to justify some of the credit that they will need. And then also if they have someone that will co-sign for them, they can do that as well. So there are some ways we just have to get all creative okay. with the financing. Gotcha, gotcha. Be creative and tailor make one if it's mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. I answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are when applying for a new credit card? What are some like red flags to look for? Interest rate. That's, it. That's the first one. Your interest rate. So of course, with your um, the younger your credit 
for the new year credit, of course, they're going to try to give you a higher interest rate. Um, but you also want to look at things like rewards. If you are a traveler, you want to you want to look at a card that's going to give you travel rewards. We travel a lot. I like mm-hmm. going to the lounges and sitting, you know, with points and things of that nature. Um, then I also have um, some of my department cards that give me rewards for shopping there. You know, that that's something I value. I mean, you are literally sending me money. In the mail for me to continue to shop with you. Then sure, I will continue to shop with you. <laughs> I give it over there. Like, I give it over there like she shop a lot. I do. I do. She got more clothes than Macy's. Yeah. Like, not quite. The walk-in closet I'm, is bigger I'm, than my apartment. Oh, bro, See, this is not about my closet my right now. I thought we were talking about credit. Say you got those hard, um, hard, hard inquiries on your credit report. How do you get those off? And like, what's the like? How long do they last on it? Is it a is it is it a situation where if I don't look at it, it go away, or is it a so? So wait a minute, let's unpack that really quick uh-huh. because I really want us to stop saying okay if I don't look at it, if I don't open it, because a lot of people say that if I don't look at away, it, no, it is going to be there. It's going to follow you. It's mm-hmm. going to continue to follow you, and probably past the time that is permitted to follow you. Okay, so address it. <laughs> okay, um, your hard inquiries. Can you get those off? Yes, there are ways to get those off. Um, actually, when you go and say you're looking for an auto loan, actually, can if you're doing it within a 15-day period of time, say you go to one dealership, don't like going to dealerships. Yes, I see that. Don't like going to dealerships because <laughs> they because they shop your credit. Yeah. They will literally take your credit score down like that oh, because yeah, they, they send you off to like 15 different lenders. Yeah. If you're trying to finance something, go to a credit union. Build you a relationship with a credit union because they're more forgiving than the dealerships are, and you get a better interest rate as well. But you have an opportunity within that 15 days to go in what they call shop your rate, your auto rate, to make sure that you can get a better rate. With um, mortgages, it's 30 days that you can go back and it's not going to be um, it's not going to be as impactful as a new inquiry would be um, just for you stepping out there with a new lender. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Uh, another question. I was, uh, I was doing a little, uh, little web research uh-huh. <laughs> this Come past on. week. Uh, it says something about uh, freezing. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. That's cool, a lesson. Cool. So yeah, freezing Both, your credit. Yes. Freezing your credit. Yeah. Both uh, of our reports are frozen. Okay. So um, how do you how do you do that? And what for the shit IDKers out there? What does that consist? So of? what credit freezing is is pretty much you are putting a halt from anyone being able to pull your credit or report on your credit. Actually, um, what you have to do is you have to contact each individual bureau and you have to ask them to put the freeze on your credit, mm-hmm. and then they ask you how long do you want this freeze to be extended onto your credit. So you can put a freeze on your credit for multiple things, for identity theft, just because I'm unsure. I think someone is trying to pull my credit without my authorization. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, hey, do you want to put a message on there as well? Yes. Before you extend credit, please contact me. Now, saying please contact me does not mean that you have to put your telephone number on there. Mm-hmm. It's just saying please contact me. Reach out to me. Figure right. out a way. <laughs> you, right. When you freeze your credit, though, each bureau will have you to come up with a code that you give them to unfreeze your credit. If you call in and you've forgotten your code, then they won't unfreeze your credit. I have dealt with it before. Like, I'm the one that put the damn freeze on there. They're like, 
sorry, what well, is your code? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but that's a good thing though. So yeah. when you're when you are in the midst of trying to rebuild your credit or trying to establish your credit, that's a good thing. If you've gone through an identity theft, that is definitely a good thing because it stops people from being able to unlawfully pull your um, reports. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. The internet was right for once. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, I guess going back to the uh, um, having your business work for you, I kind of want to dive kind of mm-hmm. deeper into that because we're entrepreneurs, um, most of us. And um, me personally, there is a lot of information that I need to learn as far as like being an entrepreneur and Absolutely. how I can make my money work for me. Absolutely. So please give me more information on it. So one major thing about making your money work for you is making sure that your business is set up correctly. Either you're going to do an LLC or an incorporation. You then need to make sure that your business can be registered. You need to make sure that the type of business that you are registering is one that is not looked at as a high-risk business. High-risk businesses. I was that, about to say, what would be high-risk? What is a high-risk business? So or an industry. Yeah. Was, Actually, no. What, talk about it. No. <laughs> the porn industry, strip clubs are not looked at as high-risk businesses. Okay. Um, your high-risk businesses right now are looked at as your... Watch when she hits you with one of these yeah. joints. It's going to knock Let's your socks off. Real estate. Real estate? Ah, mm. oh, welcome to shit out of the <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, real estate is looked at as a high-risk business. Um. No, um, the porn or strip club is not because that is actually considered as a sexual consultation business. Anything consulting someone is not looked at as a high risk business. What about restaurants? Restaurants are definitely looked at as a high risk business. Restaurants? Yes. Trucking is looked at as a high risk business. Uh, Why trucking? Well, um, you have more liability with trucking companies. I know we all hear the lovely commercials. Um, those companies yeah, that yeah. seek out um, and they're considered as high liability companies. So the higher the risk, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the liability of if, if one of your I mean, you see the payouts. Yeah, yeah. We got him six hundred thousand oh, dollars. You see the payouts. So that, three million dollars. That million. part. Shit, so I'm waiting for a Walmart truck to hit me. I'm jumping out the car so fast. I'm falling yeah. on my neck. So I'm see. <laughs> Liability, man. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's that was one of the ones that are looked at as a high risk one. Gotcha, gotcha. So the the high risk ones. Definitely. So, for instance, I know someone that is um, pursuing their photography okay. portion. I would not open them up as a photography company or a photographer okay. or a photo studio. I would open them up as a um, consultant, mm. an image consultant. Mm. Now, I have now reduced your risk. And you go into the bank and they say, hey, what is the name of your company? And what does your company do? And they pull up this little ma- magical um list of companies and they're they're a risk level. Your risk level is down four versus where it would originally been a fifteen or eighteen. The oh, okay. oh bro it's bruh. listen listen insurance is set up like that. When yeah. they insure your business, yeah. it's set up on a risk level. Come on, baby. So yeah, I mean like real talk, it, it has everything to do with how much they're going to insure you for. Mm-hmm. And the, the higher the risk, the higher your premium is going to be. There you and, go. And and let you have one plane you're done. 
What's the simple? This is why you? credit is this? important. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, your credit does impact your insurance. Mm. So a lot of people don't think that they don't know that. Yes, they do do a soft pool. There's a difference between a hard pool and a soft pool. Soft about pool. To ask, that was one of my yeah, a soft pool is just for more informational purposes, just to verify who you are, your address, and you know, a bit of a roundabout information about the type of debt that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but for insurance agencies, they also pull your credit to see if you've had any claims. The more claims you have, the higher risk you are. If you've never had a claim, but you have iffy insurance, then you're going to be categorized as a high risk because you're less likely to pay your premium. So if somebody hits you and you are during that coverage period that you still have not paid your premium, they still have to pay you um, or pay for that accident. But you're now a high risk. And after after they pay you, they're going to drop you. Oh, yeah. They're going to drop They're going to hit you with that letter in the mail. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for being a value customer. Value. Unfortunately. That's wild. Yes. Wow, that's wild, man. That's wild. You got my brain just turning over. I'm like. Definitely need to talk about that. That's, that's, that's we good. Got, that's we good. Got some stuff we got to talk about. I mean, yeah. the biggest thing for Kevin and I, we've gone through some of this stuff from trial and error. Mm-hmm. We've been taught some of this stuff, but a lot of it's been from trial and error. We like to help to educate. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of what we do. From If we're not helping the community and educating. When she say trial and error, we done been through some of this. Yeah. yeah. Personally. Like, no, that's good. We, we got the war on. That's yeah. why, like, I mean, like, that's one of the reasons why we can sit back and say, like, it's proven because mm-hmm. it happened in our lives. Yeah. I mean, me and my wife, we've we've gone through some stuff. We foreclosed, we've been evicted mm-hmm. before. I mean, younger when we were younger, but of course, I mean, it happened. And, uh, and you some have of to learn shit we didn't know. Yeah, because it shit we just didn't know. Yeah, and that was that's crazy. Like y'all, uh, y'all are held up in like so like great regards. Like when I first like met y'all, like the birthday party, like the part of the description, like. Hey, I need you to go work this birthday party. These are the people that good people. They helped us get a house. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So yeah. I was like, yeah, these are Man, these are good people. So. Helping them. Yeah. Helping. And I know who you're talking yeah. about. Helping them was a pleasure. But at the same time, it was a proving ground for me. Yeah. Because they came to our house. was like, oh, yeah, we done been to several people and y'all can't help us. Mm. We like, get a lot of customers. <laughs> I'm I mean, glad you got confidence. Yeah. In she asked for my resume. Yeah. Let me see, you know. References. You know, yeah. Resume. Yeah. I want to. And. Yeah, when yeah. it looked me up at the state level, oh, all shit. of that. But so, it's okay. It's okay because I, I can make it. So the beautiful story after it all ends is is that they bought their house, uh-huh. and a year after they purchased their house, they sitting on like one hundred forty thousand dollars equity, and then they're like, "Oh, we love you." Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know what I'm saying? It's even better when you can prove them. I had to. But I, I but to. to be honest, I like those type of customers. Mm-hmm. I love challenge. them though. They they're my favorite oh, yeah. friends. Yeah, this, yeah, we good. This family now yeah. because that's what ends up happening. Our mm-hmm. clients end up turning into family. Yeah, and then it ends up because they weren't the first one. We had a couple come to us and they were like, Oh, we've been to some other people. They told us that um we couldn't buy. I was like, But you haven't been to us. Yeah. What is it that you're trying to do? I'm not understanding why you're sixty years old living in an apartment. So how do we fix this? And they're like uh, what do you mean? I mean, the, I think the biggest thing for me in jazz is like when I'm doing real estate, I'm not trying to make a buck off you. I'm yeah. trying to teach you how to purchase a property the right way and keep know? it and keep it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if put it to you like this, if you a brother, I'm a brother, that's a sister and I mess over you, mm-hmm. then you 
start to think that that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Versus if I teach you how to get it done, you can teach her and we can start to close this damn wealth gap. Yep. Because at the end of the day, man, they got like 40,000 or 40% more income yearly than, than the average black family. Definitely. And so it's one of them type deals. It's like, in order to change this dynamic, if, if all real estate agents thought that way to take your, you know, to treat your customer the way you would want to be treated, put them in the best position possible, we could we close this thing in a lot less time than what's going on now. Because yeah. like she said, like, put it to you like this. It would change your life if you bought a house for 150000 last year or four years ago. And now your house is worth three hundred thousand. That business you're trying to put together, you could pull your equity down, still keep your house, and use that money to start your business. Now your business is is paying for your house. And what was your question? How do I make my money? Make money. Uh, That part. part. So it's it's one of type deals. But until we learn this Mm -hmm. and teach it properly, we in bad shape, man. Yeah, I think we need more people that don't do that. Because right now we got people that's ordering information and not giving that up. Yes. You know? So I, I I detest it. I'm not an information hoarder. Yeah. I like to share the information. Am I proclaiming to know everything? No. But I read, I research, and I'm willing to have those conversations. And it is, to me, a gift from God yeah. to be able to share this information. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be wealthy by myself. It's oh. lonely. I think Jay-Z Shit. has that in one of his songs. Yeah, exactly. But if you're the only one in your circle that has it's all the money. Because you got to pay for everybody. If, if that, but you're going to find a lot of places they can't go. And you're going to get tired of putting the bill for them. Yeah. So that, that gets old real quick. Yeah. And I mean, it's enough room. It's enough money, enough room out here for all of us to eat at the table and yeah. eat well. So let me help. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, uh, this guy, and then I'll get off this. The guy made a statement. It's so true. He said, when you go to the you go to the supermarket, how many different types of bread? Oh, yeah. How many different oh, types yeah. of water up there? Mm-hmm. Got all types of water. Yeah. And they all just water. Mm-hmm. You know, you got spring water, you know. Yeah. So it's enough room for everybody. Oh, it's enough. It's, it's enough. Yeah. I uh, I tell radio all the time, like, hey man, I want to be rich, which you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want you. <laughs> so I'm gonna challenge you. Mm-hmm. Not rich, wealthy. Wealthy, yeah, wealthy. Because wealth so, lasts. Yeah. Rich is for the moment. That part. I have one last question, and it's kind of for me. Okay, come on. I'm I want to buy a house. Okay. Sooner rather than later. I don't want to be 30, living in an apartment, stuff like that, you know? So what are, I guess, like five things I can start putting away? There you go. So I can make that process easy. So the first thing... So my, my first question to you is why in a couple of years? Mm. Well, just because I know not right now. So if I mean, like I said, sooner rather than later, I don't want to make myself feel like I'm behind because I don't have it. But if I could get it tomorrow. So, so the first part, you're not behind you. because you're already talking about it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so first thing for your credit. Thank you. Because I was going to say, like, first oh, and yeah. foremost, she's 22, right? What does that mean? Your son just called and asked us, when, when are we going to get this property in Houston? <laughs> for him? Yes. <laughs> in his name, but not not for us. But, I mean, that's that's what my point is. You can It is never too young to purchase a property. My first property I purchased at 20. So I was 26. But, but. And I yes, still, I still ain't purchased much. But it's okay. It's okay. So the first thing you need to pull your credit, see okay. what's going on with your credit. You need to realistically ask yourself, where do you want to be? 
because this is an investment. So are you buying this as an investment? Or are you buying this for something to stay, to stay in for yeah. a moment? And I'm hoping that it's in for an investment. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It, well, go ahead. I'll let you finish. You also need to start to look at your debt mm-hmm. that you currently have. What is a realistic payment that you can afford? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you got some of that $10,000 debt relief from my old Uncle Joe. Talk about that too, the student loans, because that, that really we need to kind of go talk about it because people are getting some misinformation um on that. So those are really your top three. Okay. Okay. Then once it's time to come get your house, just come back to us. <laughs> they got you. But there there let me say this really quickly. Not that I'm trying to push you into anything, but there are all types of first time home buyer programs that are throughout the state of Texas, throughout really the United States. Well, I just need a I will, but I don't know Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I mean, whenever, you, whenever you're ready. But, and it's not that I'm trying to push you, because this is, I say this quite often. You don't have to use us. I just want to make sure that you have the information. So if you meet somebody, you can be like, mm, that do not quite sound yeah. right. You know, you'll have that information to reference back to. But there are all types of programs that are currently out here for you as mm-hmm. a first-time home buyer. You, what you're paying in rent Probably yeah. more than what you I would know, be paying in your mortgage. Right. There's somebody in Dallas right now with a two or three bedroom apartment that's paying our mortgage. Yeah, sure. Well, actually, you read it. One of your clients called that could not get into a house last year because they did not want to do their part by cleaning up their credit. With us, it was them. They just went up on their rent. For they're a, going up on all rent. Yes. It's kind of ridiculous. For the three bedroom apartment that they're in. You ready for it? How much? $2,900. Yeah. I said, that's more than my mortgage. Yeah, and it that's is too. So, I mean, but it's it's another part of the supply and demand that's going on with mm-hmm. across the nation. A lot of houses um, weren't able to be completed because we had a, a supply chain issue with construction material. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like, I don't want to wait. I'm just going to go into an apartment. And so because the, the demand went up, they could charge whatever they wanted to. For the apartment. So, yeah. But if you can get into a house now, definitely try to. I just, I don't know. I just feel like the process is extremely hard because my mom doesn't have a house. Well, let's talk to her. Yeah, and that's, I, so don't, that's I don't know part. anything. Like, we about... really need to remove that stigma because it's not as challenging as yeah. a lot of people think it is. It, it's, a, it's a simple process. Is it for the lighthearted? No, because it's going to make you uncap from mistakes that you may mm-hmm. have made that you need to go back and address. Yeah. And some people don't want to address them. You know, that's, that's up some to you. Does, if you don't look at it long enough, it right. disappears. <laughs> but my job is to get you approved for it. Mm-hmm. And then his job is to help you find it if you decide to go with us. And then we find something that's within your range. And when you come to us, we give you like, okay, here's at the top of your market, here's the mid, and yep. here's the low. So you decide yes. what part of that price range you want to be in because this is your note to pay, Thanks. not mine. And I want to make sure that you understand, you know, okay, if I choose this price point, this is my interest rate that's locked in for 45 days. This is what I can get. This is where I'm going to go. We help people all the time. We just had a lady that we just closed and she never thought that she would be able to purchase a home. She's the first homeowner in her family in 22 years. That would, um, and the programs that we got her in, which she was able to close for, was a gift. Yeah. I just put it to you like that. I don't want to disclose her business, but, but it was 
Yes. Oh, well, she, she had some hiccups that she had to go through. Like, it was, what, a year later from when we originally started working with her yeah. that she was able to post yeah. on her house. But now you can't, you couldn't, you can buy her for a million dollars right now. But she was like, it's mine. It belongs to me. This is my dirt. This and is, and, and it's it. a nice house, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she got a she got a nice house. And that's like when mm. we went to her closing, that's what brings me joy. Oh, that's what brings me tears. And I didn't like, think I was ever going to get yeah. here. Thank I was y'all. Say those moments are like seeing people like, like what's that feel? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. Y'all are doing like the groundwork, like the, the you know. It's, this job is more counseling than anything. Mm-hmm. Because. Personally speaking. I, I I like working with people like what you're talking about that have never purchased a house before because then you can really teach. Yeah. The guy that I was telling you about previously who lost his funding halfway d- during the deal, oh, he had bought several houses. And so he, you know, oh, I know I can get back in. I ain't worried about that. But he lost the house he really should have bought because yeah. the house that he has now, it's a nice house, but the other one had a pool for $50,000 more. Did now, you he win or lose? To, now he wants to put in a pool and the pool's gonna cost him 150000 right. So so, in, so instead of yeah, yeah. so instead of let's just say the house was $400,000 you better put $150,000 in the ground you could have bought another house that was four fifty. dollars that already had the pool. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean when you're dealing with people that, that have never purchased a home before it's easier to teach them and they listen to you versus somebody who's already bought a couple and they know oh well you know we can get this big, so we can do this because for me as an agent, it makes it so much harder. Yeah. It's harder to teach our own guys. There you go. There you go. Now, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely forever student of the game. Like, I'm uh, like, soak up whatever y'all got. Oh, I mean, but we're still learning too. I mean, yeah. you learn something new every day. Yeah. So, it's that mentality, though. You yeah. gotta keep it. You gotta keep that mentality. Uh, what, are, what are some things that y'all are still learning? Oh, man. Where do I start? <laughs> um, one thing for me um, has been a very eye-opening is working with the VA, the Veteran Administration, on their funding, um, USDA on their funding. These are phenomenal programs that they have out there, but there are a lot of loopholes in the programs um, and that are not advertised, but the programs are made for our veterans or they're made for individuals that are wanting to go into the rural areas. So, for instance, um, for USDA homes, like if you decide, hey, I want to go get, you know, houses kind of out in the USDA area, well, your taxes are significantly reduced because it's looked at as farmland. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Or you can just go put a goat out there. Now, you significantly have reduced your Look, taxes. I got a chicken. Right. <laughs> it's farmland, you know, yeah. because got, uh, Trump got away with the uh, lago Yes. Yes, it's like, yes, and yes. You can bury a body. Yes. Only it's in the transitioning and getting into real estate mm-hmm. that I learned from her and her mom was that us uh-huh. 
yeah, yeah. People yeah. of color. Uh-huh. We kind of slow to the game. A little bit. A lot of we, stuff we was hidden. Not even well, that too, <laughs> but a, a lot of stuff was hidden from us yes. about the game. Yes. Like, I guess a lot of folks just now finding out that you know you can use a life insurance policy, you know, and I'm like, to fund your home. I was about to say, finish that. What? Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, but but where we mess up a lot of us where we mess up it is okay we get the life insurance policy yeah but we stop paying the premium yeah, like bro you got to keep paying the premium bro oh the money go away like <laughs> dollars so, a month or, <laughs> or you'll say i don't want to get the life insurance because i don't want to pay that premium it's going to cost too much mm-hmm. but you'll go out and buy a pair of louis vuitton yeah. shoes or you'll go and go kick it on a friday and turn up and now you just spend five hundred dollars with just paid your premium right, for like yeah. six months. Right, right. And it won. Now you trying to get a GoFundMe started when you done? It's right. not started. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's not insurance, bro. That's yes, not insurance. It is not. Please, people, but, look into insurance. Bury your policy. But the, the GoFundMe is not it. The knowledge was was. I mean, it was hidden for a reason. Yeah, hidden for a reason. Like you know, this is how we got rich. Mm-hmm. Tell nobody about that. Knowledge is power. But that goes back to when we started this segment. They use their credit. They don't use their cash. They use their credit. So guaranteeing you when he buried her on that golf course, he had already cashed in the life insurance policy that was paying for her penthouse, you know, in New York, you know, because it's just a a circle of wealth. This is how they kept the money in circulation. They're not borrowing. They don't care. You don't care nothing about filing bankruptcy. You don't care about credit. I have my, my cash here. I have credit, but I got my cash here that I've just now made off of her past. And, and we haven't been married, I don't know how long. I got this new wife over here, no, wife number 10. Don't get me started. Right, but, put Yvonne on the night hole. <laughs> <laughs> buried on the night hole. On the night hole. On the night, that's some gangster shit right there. That's all right. That's Melania, pimpish. That's that's pimpish Melania gonna be on the 16 home. He's gonna be talking, he'll be like, man, watch this bird. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow. That's crazy. That's right, damn no. shame. Right. That's crazy. But uh, what else you got, brother? Talk man, to us. So, um, with that being said, um, the question. Damn, I just had a fucking damn Mar-a-Lago. It's, it's okay. It happened. Oh, yeah. It's it me all the way off. What is um? Go back to my notes. <laughs> Let's go back to my notes. Um. Talked about the freezing. We talked about that. Um, what was the last thing we talked about with the banks? Oh, we talked about a lot. The debt to ratio. Um, we, we discussed debt to ratio. Discussed debt to ratio. Damn, it was a good question I had. Damn, you got some? Mm. Well, we talked about what are the things you need to know about to prepare to purchase. Oh, home. recession. That's what we were talking about. Okay, okay. recession. All right, you got it. Just, what about it? Don't it? take long. It don't take long. <laughs> <laughs> um, going into this, I've heard it called like a maybe recession or we're in a recession. Right? We are. No, we are. Okay, so I get people saying we are. We didn't. We not. She ain't no finance. <laughs> yeah. Man, really? we in a recession. <laughs> she's like, really? I mean, you got degrees. Anyway, she's not an economist. Go ahead and answer the <laughs> question, sir. We are in a damn recession. Okay. Now, what do we do? Get ready to make money. Okay. Recessions make millionaires. Gotcha. For those that are scared, they sit on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And that is true. Oh, no, oh, no, oh that's right. right. You still ain't no economist. I'm just saying. <laughs> but this isn't a time to get scared. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, the interest rates have gone up. And the, yes, I mean, but they're not any higher than what they were prior to the past two years. The last recession made time. Back right. in 08. 
do that. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, but this is the same situation that we're getting ready to go into. You can't have let's let's really look at what's going on here. You can't have an increase in house prices and an increase in interest rates and think that this is going to stay. Okay, level. but but I don't think it's going to be a housing crisis this time. I mean, although although you think it's going to be another housing crisis, I think it's going to be a part of it. Gonna have oh, of course. I think yeah, you're gonna have because the supply crisis. and demand is on. You're gonna have a yeah. housing crisis, and you're also gonna have an auto crisis. Yeah. Yeah. What about the food crisis? But definitely, food crisis is gonna happen. But in terms of housing, in terms of housing, we had this big rush of people trying to purchase homes, and then we had no homes that could be purchased. Right? We had people going into bidding wars to buy houses. True. Now we have builders that have purchased land to offset this. But now they have people that no longer want to purchase these homes. What do you think going to happen to them? The builders' houses are actually out there on lines of credit. Yeah. They have to get these houses off of their lines of credit. Mm. Because what will happen if they don't? We need to talk about builders. We need to talk about home that's builders. A, that's that's a, a, a big segment mm. right there. But yeah. if the builders don't get these houses off of their lines of credit, off of their portfolio, mm-hmm. the bank will then start to reduce their line of credit and they will foreclose on those houses. Those houses will now become the investment of a bank. And a bank is going to try to offset that asset because that's not making them money. Mm-hmm. So we can continue to go into that. But yes, I do think that we are in a recession. It's not just for me. I'm, I have some friends in banking still that are saying the same thing that we're going to start seeing signs not as bad as 2008. But That's what I was going to say. It won't be as bad as always. It won't be as bad. But this is the time. If you haven't purchased a home before, let's look into it. If you what about buying land, if you can find it, the one thing the Lord ain't making no more of. Yeah, because so we talked about agriculture like, like uh, a couple of shows ago, and uh, like the ratio from like. Fertile land, you know what I'm saying? It's unfertile land. But fertile land is getting bought up. Correct. By industries. And it's, they growing shit that we don't even profit from. They growing soy to feed the damn cows. Correct. And we don't even, you know what I'm saying? So um, when it comes to like buying property and buying like property to put real estate on, like how hard is that? To buy, to purchase land? Yeah, to pur- well, to purchase land. Is it a hard? Like, is it, uh-huh. Same as buying a house. You just got to have yeah. the finances for it. I have a lender that will do raw land financing i have a lender that will do a modular home those are your trailer homes that you can take and put onto the property um with those you don't get a d you get a title um because it's on wheels so it's different ways to look into it um and going back on the land part the fertile versus non-fertile land there are ways to help to keep the land fertile that you can have the government contracts that the government will come in now Rent the land from you. Oh, That's another way to make exactly. money. Exactly. Right exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there are ways of, of flipping this and doing this. Okay. Um, is there land out there? There's one thing that God is not continuing to put on this earth is additional land. So if you can get the land, yes, by all means. There will always be tax sales. There, there's something else we can talk about. There's There will always be opportunities where people have inherited land and they no longer live in that state and they don't want to have anything to do with that. They want to just offset it. Okay, let me come in and purchase it. There's ways of picking that information up to be able to go and capture that. So you just got to be ready. This is the time when a lot of people hear the word recession and they turn into turtles. They go into their shell. (laughs) They don't want to move forward. This is the time that I've been... When you hear it, it's like a Story like of course. Yeah. I mean, you you hear the the easiest way for me to 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 keep or hoard the information on wealth 
Mm-hmm. It's to tell you it's going to be a recession. You're not going to have no food. We're going to have no water. We're going to have a light issue. But everybody going to go into their little shell and not buy anything. And now the people that have put out these reports, they have bought up everything. Yeah. And they sitting pretty. And then if we come out the recession, you're like, well, damn, when you get this high rise exactly. building? Yeah. Right. So, why you in the house? Yes, exactly. Like the pandemic. And with our with our culture, we are very quick. We, we are gun shy. That's what I call it. When we hear these things, we that's the first thing. Well, I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be able to not feed my kids. I don't want to. These are all the things that they think about instead of trying to figure out a way to come out of those situations. So, what would you suggest to somebody who is living paycheck to paycheck? Let's sit down and talk about your budget. Let's look at what you're dealing with. Everybody starts paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. It's amazing what some people make. And versus like versus their bills, a lot of people think they live paycheck to paycheck. They mess off a lot of money. Yes, eat now. Yeah, eat now. Subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, I read an article today. It was like this one person makes two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year living paycheck to paycheck. This person makes fifty thousand dollars a year will retire early, and isn't because they decided not to eat out. Twice a week. You'd be surprised, man. Like, yeah. sister, how much did it cost you get to get your hair braided? I do it myself. Smart lady. <laughs> Average, what does it cost? Like three hundred to three hundred, yeah. depending on. Yeah, hey, well, I don't even want her braids. Yeah. So I'm saying. Get your <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talking about? I mean, and I'm not. I'm not just talking for ladies, but yeah, most, man, most so of the we, time we it's ladies. Yeah. But if you think about it, it's like to get your nails done now. Nails mm-hmm. are a hot commodity now. You yeah. you're gonna go to the nail shop. You're nails, gonna spend about seventy to eighty dollars on nails, and it's just plain Easy. no no design exactly. anything. So the, the cost of what the beauty industry that's one industry that will not hit a recession. Yeah. So like if you're looking to invest in something, there you go. Look into the beauty industry. You live in paycheck to paycheck instead of you you know going and paying somebody for their service why don't you learn how to do that service because now you've turned yourself into an industry that people are still going to patronize in a recession definitely during the pandemic women's getting yeah. the eyebrows exactly done. <laughs> exactly it's a couple of things i mean yeah. your local you know we got your nails yeah. you know yeah. your beauty if industry. you in pharmaceuticals you got right. that still, you know you see what i'm saying it's, there, there, there are areas that will continue to thrive oh, yeah, exactly yeah. that will continue to Especially thrive if you adapted delivery yep <laughs> I ain't got to leave my house. Oh, right. Are yeah. you going to bring it some this dash? Oh, <laughs> where do I sign up? Yeah. All of that. All of that. So it is ways to maneuver during the recession. There's a misconception of shutdown during the recession. There is a misconception, but you have to be willing to do your research. Don't just take, don't take my word for it. Do your research. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a time for you to, to buckle down. And either they tell people all the time, either you're going to be made a millionaire or you're going to be afraid and you're going to sit in the house. If you're afraid, it's okay. You know, you you figure out when your timing is right for you. But for those that are close to me, I've been saying this for probably about the past what, two years. It, it's, it's coming. Yeah. You better get ready. Yeah. Uh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> let's, let's get ready for this. And, yeah. it's, and it's real. No, definitely. Um, you better get ready. Um. We spoke about, uh, I guess, pulling your credit. Like, where is, what are, um, what's a good credit score for someone like starting out and they want to like purchase a house? So right now, well, let me back up here. 
when we when you're looking to purchase a home, we pull all three bureaus and we take the middle score out of the three. Okay. okay. So you definitely want to know what your credit score is. Well, but the, fix that. Fix what you just said because you said the middle score. So when you say the middle score, it used to be before I understood it, it was one of those. Okay, so whichever one is in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I got Trans Union, Equifax, whichever one's in the middle, that's the no. one they take. So yeah, just take the highest one. Like that. Right. <laughs> so I mean Equifax, please, like, please. Hey, hey, seven. Right what, here. Right. Clarify. Well, let me ask some color to that. So <laughs> say we pull your TransUnion and it's a six hundred. Say right. I pull your Equifax and it's a six ten. And then I pull your experience and it's a six twenty. Did anybody look at credit wise though? So the 610 is the score that I will use because mm-hmm. that's the middle of the three scores. So okay. you, your, your lowest was 600, your highest was 620, 20. your middle was a 16. Middle. So that's the score that I would use to say, okay, you're not quite there yet. So the minimum that I have to have for you now is a 620. A minimum for you to utilize a down payment assistance program is a 630 to 640, depending on the program. So. And these are down payment assistance programs, which is something else that you can write down too. Um, be careful on your down payment assistance programs because sometimes they will put a lien on your property that you are required to pay that off. It's not a grant. It is a loan for you to use to get into your home. It has to be paid off if you sell the home or if you decide not to live in a home after a certain extended period of time. Can you get grants for that? Mm-hmm. You get grants for anything. Find a grant online that you want. Apply for it. And see if you get approved for it. Now, the grant process can take a little long. Um, but a lot of the down payment assistance programs that we work with, they are grant approved programs. So their approval process is faster because they've already gone through the overall um, grant approval process. Uh, just uh, briefly, tell the, tell the listeners and the viewers like, where they can find you and like, what you guys do. I knew that was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. So I can, so for those of you that are looking for me, we actually have two locations. We have one in Texas and one in Tennessee. We are from Tennessee. Um, you can find us at residentialinc.net. It's like Dora, give y'all some time to process. Right. Residentialinc.net. Yes, just a disclaimer. When you see that, when you pull up the website, you will also see on there that we do residential. It's the name of our company is Residential Loss Mitigation um, and Residential Inc. of Texas. Residential Inc. Um, of Texas, of course, is our lending arm. Residential Loss Mitigation is the arm that we help people that are dealing with foreclosures. Um, so just like we said, we can help you get into a home. We can help, help you keep your home. So a lot of people mm-hmm. have gone through um, the forbearance period because of COVID-19. And they went through that period of holding on or the lender paused them from paying payment on their home. And now it is time for those payments to come due. And the lender has reached out to them to say, hey, you owe us $130,000. And they're like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> where am I going to get this money from? Yeah. Well, you have a 60 days to get us this money and we're going to start a foreclosure proceeding. Do not listen to that. We have programs that can help you save your home, help you to modify your home so that you can still stay in your property. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't listen to that. If that is a a situation that you're dealing with, we can definitely help you through that. I would love to come back and speak to your your viewers, um, your subscribers specifically on that because that is one of the largest things that is impacting our nation across the board because a lot of the forbearance periods have been lifted. A 
lot of the stays have been lifted and now lenders are just kind of refalling Coming on, back with a vengeance. Yes, on foreclosures yeah. and there a lot of it is being done unlawfully. So, um, but that is another division of our company where we help people to keep their homes. And we've been in business for, oh, it's aging me, isn't it? <laughs> I've been in the industry for 18 years, but we the company has actually been open for 27 yeah. years. Yeah, it's, it's been around for a while. I, I, I was trying to put the numbers together and I was just like, yeah. But uh, it's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I just leave my email address. <laughs> I, just leave, I hadn't, you know, I, I only I'm, I'm using my my personal phone as a business phone right now. So, but uh, I could be reached at golfsrealty at gmail dot com, um, or you can you know you can go through the through the website. It'll funnel down to me. But yeah, we're gonna put it right here somewhere. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, right here somewhere floating absolutely. around in this area. Right here, I got you. Yeah, anybody that reaches out to me that says that they you know heard about them about me on the podcast, yeah, I, I definitely. Promo code shit IDK. Promo code shit IDK. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Get it there. Get it there. No, that's dope. That's dope. Um, as you notice, you know, we have some objects here on the table. Yes. Uh, uh, these are um, pretty much relics of my childhood, you know. <laughs> and uh, we, we some nerds and blurs around here. We hey, 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 hey. Not, not against it at all. <laughs> hey, yo, you know what I'm saying? We like learning information. We like... Uh, we try to find a common ground with our guests, you know what I'm saying? We learn a lot of stuff, but we also want to learn what 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 helped make y'all tick, what made y'all tick. Because a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, we find a common ground with comic books, um, TV shows. You know, what was y'all childhood like? You know what I'm saying? Like, what helped mold y'all? So is anything, you know, y'all want to just, you know, tell us about what show did y'all grow up on? What y'all like? Oh, man, I'm 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 the average brother. Okay. You know, Fresh Prince, all that. I'm, okay. You know, me and Jazz are... are Two coins of the same stone, or two, however you have the same those. But we also are from different sides of the track. Two coins of the same stone. Two. Hey, what does that mean? I don't know, bro. I'm just, you know, I don't know. Uh, two peas in the pot. Two peas in the pot. Something like that. Two halves of the same coin. Yeah. That, there it goes. Yeah. Well, what two peas. I mean, two peas in the pot. Oh, see, remind me. We're similar and different. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Our birthdays are seven days apart. However, um, I grew up in the hood. Yeah, she, her family grew up with some money. So, damn, my my childhood. This is my childhood. Okay, right cool, cool. but this is my childhood too. Like I looked at Shira, and I mean, this is this wasn't. Okay. You know, Fraggle Rock was my thing. Yeah. You make me feel old. What's Fraggle Rock? Are you, know you serious? Never heard of you need to Google it. Yep, sure do. Shit you didn't know. I do. They used to used to live up under the ground. You don't sound yeah. like you do. You don't sound like you know. I know of it. Good enough. What are you? Like some people under the stairs type shit. Yeah. Because my aunt used to talk about it. It's kind of similar to that. Niggas. <laughs> niggas. <laughs> niggas. <laughs> it's not like some niggas type of behavior. Yeah. No, man, but hey, I had a normal childhood. I'd like to think I did. I grew up in, in Memphis, Tennessee, and Houston, Texas. Gotcha, and I mean, gotcha. literally, like oh, yeah, two yeah. years there, two years there. Two yeah. years at Bay. Yeah. What part of Houston? Uh, A Leaf, man. A Leaf. The okay. SWAT. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Southwest A Leaf, Texas. Yeah. Shout out the to the SWAT. Yeah. Okay. I can dig it. I can dig it. Victoria, she from Third Ward. 
Oh, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So right. She always give me shit about like the violence going on. My house is filled with heat and shit. So, like, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna let her go ahead. Go ahead. Tell, <laughs> tell, tell your uh, Ricky ass child. <laughs> well, damn. I mean, um, yes, I grew up on the opposite side of the track. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I am from. Um, Carrierville, Tennessee, which is small town. Pretty, it's, it's a pretty suburb. It's a suburb. suburb. Yeah. It is a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. I mm-hmm. am from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, normally, I just tell people Memphis because when you say Carrierville, that's the reaction that you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I had a normal childhood, though. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Okay. Everybody in my family yeah. owns a business. Yeah. Yes, um, my grandfather was very intentional about that. Mm-hmm. We do not work for other people. That is not an option. And if you do, it better be just for you to get, yeah. gain knowledge and, and move on. Oh, definitely. Let's ask the questions, man. So, um, so we always ask this question. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. You want to go first? Please, you let you go. Go ahead. To be invisible. Invisible? Quickly. Ooh. Quick. Gone, Just bruh. disappear. I'm robbing now, banks. I'm grabbing now, booties. Now, it's always a pullback when I hear the invisibility because you got to have a drawback. Uh-huh. One of them being, do your clothes go invisible with you? Uh-huh. So when you do come back. When you, you do, do come back, are you naked? Uh-huh. You clothes, am, I, am I naked? Yeah, because because it, it's got to be a drawback. Like if I'm able to fly, I want to be able to land without being hurt. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like that's it's, fair. it's always a. It, so first and foremost, I wouldn't want to be invisible all the time. Okay, I, but if it's my superpower, mm-hmm. then that means I can turn it off. Yeah. So when if you it, turn it on and you decide to turn it off, oh, oh shit, I can be naked. <laughs> you can't see. That's what he gets to. That's what he gets to. Are you just gonna be out here just naked and visible? Robbing banks, grabbing ass. <laughs> yes. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like your ass gonna change. Your ass gonna change. You can't see me. Let <laughs> you accidentally turn it off. Yeah. I, come on. Now. What if you sneeze and then it's just like, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you in the middle of bank, just. <laughs> If I could have one, well, Superman was an emo. Now, you like think about it, Superman, strongest motherfucker in the world. But let somebody hurt Lois Lane, oh, he is fucked over. Like, yeah, he that's was, true. you couldn't, like, that he was so emotional about her. Let anything happen to her, she leaving that nigga for free. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah. it's always a kink, it's always a kink in the in the, in the, in the hood. We call that being whooped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. okay. What's your superpower? Laughing so crazy. Oh, that's, 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 Okay, I think I think a drawback with that, you can only take one thing with you each time you jump. One, I'm not gonna take anything with me. If I jump back, mm-hmm. I'm using whatever he. If he whips her, I'm about to take the whip out. So I ain't beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, but you ain't got no weapon with you. Like, even I, more than that, she need a superpower. Because yeah. if you go back in time, your ass is a slave too. Uh-huh. 
That's, that's true. true. That's true. So that's you need true. a soup. You need to be invisible. Right. Right. I need to take your invisibility with me. Yeah. <laughs> you need to take me with you. Yeah. Or be invincible to be invincible. A strength or strong. Or but yeah, for me, yeah. Yeah. invisibility for sure. Invisibility, time travel. Yeah. Man, you, 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 right, you. But to be honest, on the time time travel part, it would really be for the knowledge. Yeah. I done gave my my email address, so I can't act the fool <laughs> like I want to. But boy, I'm talking about. There you go. Gotta think about it. Invisibility. Whoop a cop's ass. He don't know who hitting him. He don't know nothing. Just getting beat. Just, <laughs> just neck just hurting. Oh, this is just why neck so see, this is why we need the time travel part. So I can yeah. go back and document the part that he did. So I oh, have yeah, to defend his yeah. ass. I'm just saying, I mean, like, you know, not the good cops. Not the good cops. <laughs> <laughs> you not the good police. We, I still that. gotta get home. No, we, my life, you know. we have we have family members that are good cops. Mm-hmm. And we love the good ones. Yeah. But them bad cops I'm using, I'm hiding every left parachute that you got. I'm doing all kinds of like, shit. I'm prime, fucking up prime your example. Shit. Prime example. It's You're gonna, just doing weird. It's shit. gonna be some weird shit. You going I'm being into the bread to see the ass of the bread. That's the it. You ain't gonna have. No, I'm taking a whole loaf and just leaving you the ass. Man, I, I'd be a, I'd be a national hero. I'd have saved them kids in you Valley. Choke the shit out, yeah. dude. He'd been like <laughs> choking <laughs> so in the corner somewhere. In. He don't know what's going on. Don't worry about the police. I got him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I would use my powers for good, but I'm gonna be paid too. <laughs> gotta hit that bank. Definitely. I don't think superheroes get paid. Like I would definitely like hey, it'll definitely be a fee. Like I would charge people. So if I could fly, like I hey, I will carry you over here for okay. For okay. Uber. No, Uber, like, Air Uber. I'm Air like, Uber. Air Uber. The, the, what was that? Batman versus Superman. One of them, one of the movies. Uh at the end of the movie, uh Batman had to buy the bank. Cause Superman yeah, had lost their house. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Nah. He's like, how'd you get the house back? I bought the bank. Yeah, he bought the bank. That man would do some shit like that. Yeah. Superman should have never had to pay for nothing. Mm-hmm. He didn't say the world a couple times over. You know, it's a company that's doing it now. Disney is doing that now. You know, what's that? Like they'll they'll just like buy the company that owes. So like mm-hmm. uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. they uh, they lost a lot of shit. Yeah. But they split back then. Mm-hmm. I was like, how are we gonna get it back from Fox? Disney's like. Bought it two weeks ago. Um, it's all right. <laughs> and yeah. Facebook bought Instagram, uh, Snapchat, mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. That, I was watching his interview with Joe Rogan, and yo, that dude does on a different level. Yes, he is. This, uh, yep. Technology phase of things. Like, they're already trying to figure out like a, a integrated software where you can like, uh, I think it's called like AR. Yeah. Yep. That's reality. why the rebranding came. The meta. Mm-hmm. They need to. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of scared of that, but like we're why it's already here. It's already mm-hmm. movies like documented, like Terminator, fucking uh, what's the new one, uh, Love, Death, and Robots. But it's not even in the the movies. This is actually live. So yeah, you ought to check out the CES conference. I go every year. So that's, oh, that's, that's the that's the the geek side of me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I want to know what's coming down the pipeline. Definitely. It's already there. They've already demoed some of this stuff. So oh. Meta is a stock that you should into i'm gonna look into it so i gotta ask this question like whenever i get somebody to take like what do you think about like as humanity or as technology progresses humanity devolves so what Correct. do you think about that like if we are getting into this space where it's going to be uh meta or in the metaverse where like reality is like other than on nobody's thinking about it like the demise of the human race is gonna go you don't shift into anarchy. You don't shift into people that don't know how to talk to people. Like, it's already I mean, a lot of that. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of that I mean, now. This already taking place. I mean, it, it really goes back to man will be the destruction of himself. Yeah. So we, it's it's not a positive evolve. Yeah. Some people say that it is, but it actually isn't. We should be trying to figure out how to take care of our planet to stay here to maintain here. 
won't. And eventually, we'll be- turn into some of the movies that we have seen. Oh, definitely. So, you know, you we'll live it up already like shit. To the stars. <laughs> you know, and a lot of that, they've been working on that for, you know. They can't nobody live up there. Mm. Not yet. Not yet. No, man. I see this. We're going to turn into, um, uh, what's the movie? Not Wally. Oh, definitely Wally. It's definitely Wally. <laughs> I was, not I was waiting to bring that up. It's wild. Yeah, what's the movie with the spaceship where everybody's just floating and like everybody changed color to red? Now we're blue. Uh, what movie was that? Yeah. Had the was it Wally? Was it, was it an animation movie? An it was Wally with all the little fat people. Yeah, yeah. Wally. Man, they know something that we don't know. Just like um, Bugs Life was about the. Oh yeah. Bugs Life was about like being under oppression. You know what I'm saying? The the Population of the people versus the oppressive. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, I always learn something. That's why I still watch uh, animated movies, animated oh, series. You won't hear me say cartoons. Cause... So let me ask you this then: <laughs> Did you like Lovecraft? I love Lovecraft. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was all of the events. Like it was, you know, all the way down from the the. Um... I know why they took it out the air though. Oh yeah, because it's. Uh, we all knew it. It thought it was gonna stir up some. It was gonna stir up. It was already stirring up. Yeah, it was stirring up a lot. Bro, uh, did you did you see the one when when she you know they they was popping the pill and wake up a white woman? Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. man, the whole town treat the lady different because she Everybody. white now. Everybody, I had to pay for anything, she but that's the truth man. of what we do with. Yeah, women you have you have women, men and women that's way qualified to be in the mm-hmm. be in the positions that they. They're given, you know what I'm saying, at birth. So it's like, would you do that? Do you think they take certain black shows off TV to keep us from being riled up? Of course. Think about it. So we have we have so many great stories of like historians, you know, over the years and years. Mm-hmm. We have uh black astronauts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We have we we are less, history. Yeah, they we don't are even history. teach it in schools. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so the ladies that helped uh, they helped NASA. <laughs> Ladies, they helped NASA yes. get the code and stuff like that. Yeah. That was just yes. one that they let slip through. Yeah, imagine all the other stories. Like, we, and and part of it was she was she didn't fuck the system, right? Mm-hmm. She she was they were able to tame her. Yeah, so I think that's why they take a lot of our shows mm-hmm. off because it's going to rile us up, get us, you know, yeah. wait a minute, this shouldn't be. Well, and so, I think a lot of the movies. And me and Ricky had this conversation all the time because it's like, man, why we don't have this movie like this and this movie like this? I'm like, man, you got to look at who owns Hollywood still. You know, you got to look at, we just, like, Tyler Perry, uh, his studio. That's mm-hmm. just one. That's it's just, just one. That's just one. You know what I'm saying? So it's not an equal shake when it comes to, like, telling these black stories. No. You know? I know he has his, his own catalog and stuff, but I wish he would pick up two shows. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country uh-huh. and Underground. Bring both of them back. Okay. So I would play devil's advocate with this when I say this. <laughs> what do you think about us still making slave stories to this day? And this is me playing devil's advocate. No, no, no. I, I don't uh, I have my opinion about it. So so for me, I don't I don't particularly mind the, the, the slave stories. Mm-hmm. I want to see some winning slave stories. Gotcha. If if we gon' if we gon' some know, more Nat Turner stories, yeah, show me yeah. some where where we win. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the oppressed one, you know, all the time. I just want to mm-hmm. see good stories with black leads, and it doesn't have to be I'm black. You know what I'm saying? To do it, it was uh, I forgot the name of the story, but it's on it's on Amazon. But it's uh, it's just a story. 
You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it just happens to have black people in it being leads. And it's mm-hmm. not under, I hate it when Netflix put out the, the category black stories. Yeah, and black, yeah, you know yeah. BLM. BLM, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the reason, just... well, the reason that they're doing it right now is mm-hmm. because being black, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing right now. Yeah. All companies are trying to figure out mm-hmm. how do I expand my leadership of African-Americans? How yeah. do I show that we're a more diverse company? How do I make sure that we're including them at the table. Yeah. So that's why they, they're, you know, sectioning it out. It didn't make us feel good. Oh, but, but I understand like the whole representation um, piece, you know what I'm saying? Well, we need to be seen in this, but like I say, man, it could. Okay. So put it like this. So if you ever like watched a movie and it just like happened to be funny, mm-hmm. you yes. know, rather than like going to a category, like this is a comedy mm-hmm. and like, it's like, it's like slapsticks where everybody like uh-huh. I'd much rather just see a story that's like, oh, this just happens to have black people in it and it's doing the roles. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I my totally get it. Yeah. But I think the narrative um, of that Did you is, say Jordan Peele kind of has moved out like that? I think Jordan Peele is falling off. <laughs> well, I, did y'all see Nope? I like Nope. I did, and I, I liked it. I liked it? Nope. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind of just see? a movie. Just black people. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily glorifying any well, like, one of the things, story or anything. No, 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 and, no. and truth be told, Lance, keep it real. Mm-hmm. You tired of seeing the white girl slip and fall? <laughs> you tired of seeing her slip and fall? And you yeah. tired of it, bro? Yeah. Give me something else. When that horse came through the windshield, dude was like, I don't even nope. watch. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Did you watch uh, Hunt for Jesus Save My Soul? I have not. It, it, I, I need to see that. All right, now. no spoiler alerts. No spoiler alerts. Bro, I, I, saw a, I saw a trailer where they was they was both rapping in yeah, the car. Yeah, that shit. That's the nothing you buck. Yo, that was Bro, yeah. I enjoyed that. That was funny as shit. Cause you you we know how it happens. We yes. know how it goes. You know, we know the mask that we have to put on in society. Yep. So that was a good scene to like have that. You know. Yeah. Because we all we all battle with that duality. Yep. You know, and that's even like going back to like our. We've always like going into like corporate jobs and stuff like that. We've always had to battle with that duality. Yep. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta have a corporate America voice. Are you not gonna Sad. Do this? You gotta... <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I'm saying corporate America voice, but we really want to say your white person voice. Like you yeah, yeah, I mean <laughs> when I met my husband, my now husband, he thought I was a white chick. I did I was on my way to a conference and I the did. voice that I had on was your corporate America. You know, the little white girl saying I'm fine on the phone. <laughs> and then we, she like she messed with brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. But it's the truth. I mean, yeah. my my corporate voice. If you all call and I, they transfer you over to me. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna sound like a white lady over on the other side. But yeah. it's not to mass. It's just I've had to do it for so many years, mm-hmm. so it just naturally happens. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. What do you um? It's needed though, right? Oh, like, it's it's definitely needed. I have been that, <laughs> and this is gonna sound really. Crazy. I have been the chocolate chip in the shortbread cookie multiple times, oh, yeah. sitting at the corporate table. <laughs> exactly um, what you mean. So, do I have those uncomfortable conversations all mm-hmm. the time? Um, just recently went to a conference, and that's that was part of what I was speaking about at the conference. So, is is it required? Yes, because it allows them to take their guard down mm-hmm. for me to really explain to them what our needs are, what we are experiencing. Um, it also helps me to get in a shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, I can't get in a shit like a black chicken, but like, oh my god, she's, <laughs> she's so abrasive. Sometimes you gotta read them. Like her her bedside <laughs> manners, like I've heard this before, her bedside manners are just like non existent. I'm like, bitch, do you? Huh? <laughs> what? So then, but when I so, you say that on the podcast, yeah, this is shit like, IDK, you can right, say whatever see? you want. So, but when I come to them, it's like, well, let me kind of 
give you a little insight about how it has impacted you know our culture over the past years. So, oh, Jasmine, let's <laughs> talk about that. Hey, what the, let me punch on your face. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, this been times I've called him after sessions and stuff, and I'd be like, down there in tears, and he'd be like, babe, just remember, remember to go, remember mm-hmm. to focus. I'm like, it gets exhausting. No, definitely. So, to to anybody that's in corporate America, I'm pretty sure you have uh, you know listeners that that are in it. You have to keep in mind that if you are the chocolate chip in that shortbread cookie, representation matters. Yep. And you being there might yep. open the door for somebody else. Yep. So I know it sucks, but I'm sure it sucked to be Harry Tubman. But somebody had to navigate that path. So you being there matters. Yep. When I was working in the hospital, uh, when I was working in the hospital experience, like I was literally the uh, one of the first black males and the first to have locks mm-hmm. at the time. So, and this was this was around the time before the Crown Law and before mm-hmm. uh, all of that. And it was like I had, <laughs> I had to actually like set one of like on the right path, of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, of righteousness, telling them. Hey, mm-hmm. So, did yeah. you get the, the the normal of? Can I touch your hair? Oh, so many times. No, <laughs> I had this one. So, how do you get your braids like that? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not braids. They're not braids. Yeah. And they're not yeah. dreads either. They're yeah. Locks. They're locks. They're, they're right. Locks. Yeah. You know, it's nothing dreadful about my hair. Mm. So I would have to have those kind of conversations. And then we had the, the Black Lives Matter. No, this is before like when uh it was a time like so when the when Black Lives Matter like started and like a lot of people didn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? About the first police brutality, it was like Oh, that's not true. Oh yeah, black people are create are equal, just like everyone else, and really all now. this, and and I'm just like, we, I still, <laughs> we still have those conversations to this day, yeah. and just in the real estate industry, that mm-hmm. a lot of people like, oh, in Texas, oh, I want to go stay in Stockinville. It's so much stuff that happens behind the scenes in real yeah. estate. And it's Man, like, it funny. Hey, if you are on the on a line of I can barely afford where I'm going to stay. Be mindful of where you're selecting to stay. Yes, it matters that where you stay. If you are going on a part mm. of town where there are a lot of, I hate to say it like this, but this is so true, where there are a lot of minorities, a lot of African Americans, it is guaranteed that your light bill, your water bill, your gas bill will be significantly higher. Why is it? Then, because it's called red Because you have a bunch of people in a concentrated area of the same color. Yes. So, we can't necessarily say that you can't live in this area, but we can make it uncomfortable for you. And we can also say that I will put you in this area. We will redline, make sure that those rates are higher in those areas to keep you oppressed. Yeah. You are more likely to go into foreclosure. You are more likely not to be able to pay your car note. Your car will be repossessed than in these other areas. And it can be the same house that is on the same bill style across town. And light bill is two to three hundred dollars less. We've seen it. We're witnesses of it. So I always tell people when you're looking in in neighborhoods, look for a multicultural neighborhood. Gotcha. Not saying going to a predominantly Caucasian neighborhood, but look in a multicultural neighborhood. Also, the education is better in those neighborhoods because yeah. the taxes they're making sure that those tax dollars that you are paying because Texas is very proud of its taxes <laughs> here, <laughs> um, that they're actually going into those schools to make sure that those children are getting a valid education at a public school. I don't have to put my child into a private school to get a top-notch education. Right. 
versus if I go on another side of town, I am going to have to put them into a private school or a charter school for them to get a decent education because they won't get the same Chromebooks or notebooks yeah. and things. And and it's real. Like our kids went to a school that they received Chromebooks two years before across town. And it was like, they just passed out Chromebooks. Like they composition yeah. books. Like, yeah. come get your Chromebook, you know, yeah. type thing. And I'm looking at a child that can't even get a Chromebook, wouldn't even know what a Chromebook is because of the part of town that they stay on. It's, it's it's definitely like when they talk about the education disparity or, or the difference in like it's it's real. They talk about the funding where one school has all this stuff and the other school doesn't. It's real. No, definitely. It's definitely. real. My sister had to write a paper on it. Yeah. Definitely a, a un unbalanced uh playing field. Oh yeah, very yeah. frustrating playing yeah. field. But those are things to look into as you all are embarking on getting your credit corrected because some of the same credit challenges that we have as minorities, Caucasians have the same ones, same ones. but they're not rated the same. Yeah. They're not looked at, oh, you missed this payment. Now we're going to take 30 points from you. Oh, you missed this payment. You had great payment history. Don't it's worry forgiven. about it. It's forgiven. It's forgiven. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or when mm-hmm. you are negotiating to pay off debt and you call a creditor and say, hey, I'm willing to pay this off if we can go ahead and do a settlement amount. Can you take off some of the late fees? Can you take off you know, a portion of the interest. If I go, oh no, we cannot do that. But if I was to call as a Caucasian person, sure, I I will go ahead and we'll waive twelve months of late fees and twelve months of interest if you can pay it right now. That happened with one of our clients recently, yeah. like in the last two months. Yeah, she got on the phone with that voice and and the lady was. Rude. She didn't even ask for all the stuff that the lady yeah. gave her. Yeah. And the lady was rude. I was like, I'm sorry. It. I thought we were working together here to mm-hmm. solve this debt. Yeah. Next thing I know, she was just throwing stuff. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. We're going to waive this late fee as we're well. We're going to waive this late fee. Uh, here's a here's a complimentary uh, yeah. uh, bed and breakfast. <laughs> so when to mess yeah. up at the end of the call, you got the real jazz. Well, thank uh, you. I appreciate you taking the time to work with my client. I bet when I get off the phone, I'm like, I don't even think she was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, then that's the point. That's the point. So, you know, uh, be like that. Yeah. it's, 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 it's really unfortunate, you know, and I don't want the show to sound like, you know, one way or the other, right. yeah. as far as like race is concerned, but like, it's prevalent. No, like, it's definitely, it's... like when you get in business, mm-hmm. one thing that I've noticed about Texas is in some areas is, is in your face. Mm-hmm. In some areas it's overt. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know, if you don't know any better, you'll miss it. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Like, um. I was doing a real estate deal on a $1.3 million house. Mm. I know what you got. And bro, I've never like on average, mm-hmm. on average, if an appraiser, you know, gives you a lower in appraisal, it's maybe five, 10, even 15 grand. The contract is written for 1.3. And when the appraisal came back, it was $200,000 under the, under the, Contracted value. price, mm-hmm. not under the value, under the contracted price. We were contracted for one point three. So that means, in order to make this deal work, now that we have this appraisal, either my client is going to have to come to the to the closing table with two hundred thousand dollars, or their client is going to have to reduce their price of their house by two hundred thousand dollars. Do you think either side wanted to do that? Definitely. That mm-hmm. deal died that right day, and, and and all and, of the supporting comps. All of the supporting information to validate the value of the house was given to the appraiser Mm -hmm. and he still would not adjust it. But what it boils down to 
that after the contract was dead between our client mm -hmm. and that homeowner, another family came in and put a contract on it, another Caucasian family, and it appraised for more mm. than what the My original client was a was a veteran, African American veteran. Good job, you know, could more than afford the house. Good mortgage lender, the whole nine, credit score, everything was set in place. That's the only thing that stopped that deal from going through. And when you when you look at the grand scheme of things, for me, that was the only thing that you can attest that to. Like, how? Yeah. 200 grand? Yeah. And some people will say that are that are in their real estate mortgage industry is like, well, what they're talking about is kind of impossible. How would the appraiser know that, you know, the race of this individual? Well, because it was a VA loan. It is disclosed on the appraisal request. So they knew that he was an African-American. That's wild. That's wild. So before we close out, um, what are some terms, what are some, what are some terminology that we should look out for? Um, like y'all are insiders, like what are some terminologies that we should all look for? As far as, our... as, far as uh, well, I guess for you, Jasmine, credit, and then for you, real estate. Like when searching for a home and then for you for uh, building your credit or terminology to look out for. Mm -hmm. Um such a broad Yeah, that's I'm gonna say that's a broad, that's a very broad, you know, area to to pick out terminology, but I will say this. Um when it comes to contracts, okay. when it comes to contracts, you definitely want to make sure that you have somebody that is knowledgeable about mm -hmm. reading contracts and, and can explain it to you if you don't understand it. Now, as real estate agents, we cannot advise you because that's practice of law. We're not lawyers. Lawyers, however, we can tell you what these documents mean. Most of the most of the documents that are uh, in Texas are promulgated contracts, meaning they were written by a an attorney. If you change any of the verbiage inside of what they've already written, then now you're practicing law. Most of the things that we do as agents is we can you know we can plug in uh, certain phrases, but Overall, we can't change the dynamic of a contract. So that would be one thing I would say. Like if you're a person of property, make sure that your agent knows, you know, has good good uh, contract understanding and terminology. Okay. <clears throat> um, for me, I think I'm going to leave you guys with this one. Yes, you have like the credit karmas that you can subscribe to. They don't give you your true credit. No. So don't take those for, oh, this is going to give me what my true report is, what's truly on my report, my true rating. When I've had clients to say, hey, I'm a member of Credit Karma, you know, my score on Credit Karma is a 715 <coughs> credit wise, <laughs> you know, those those types of systems. They're only telling you a portion of the credit that is actually utilized by us as lenders. So it is important that you reach out to those specific credit bureaus. TransUnion, Equifax, um, Experian, do the freecreditreport.com. That takes you directly to those websites. You get to pull one report a year. If you had an identity theft, you can pull another one within that year um, to pull your credit to see what's on there. And then get ready to dispute, but understand what you're disputing. We can come back and talk about that because it's one thing to just go in there and say, none of this stuff belongs to me. And everything comes back <laughs> I was like, to you. What the house? Right. No, I ain't never did that. <laughs> right. I never ain't done. Never. But there is there is an art to disputing yeah. credit and yeah. to, to getting your credit score to where you need it to be. 
though. Don't just go out there and say don't none of this stuff belong to me. Everything yeah. come back is you know like I would never buy a Ford Fiesta. Never. Yeah. Yeah. But um just just be mindful of those. Um, also, be mindful of your fly by night credit counseling companies. Okay. Ask them for you know give me give me some references. Ooh, Let me see. Ooh, right. Tell them tell them the one that gets most of us. Which one? Lexington. Oh, oh Lord. Everybody yes. has used Lexington. Welcome Law. to shit IDK. Shit IDK. Lexington Law. Boy. Ooh, Somebody right now saying yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lexington Law is yes by all means they are a law firm so we are not. I mean, I ain't bashing them. We're not bashing anyone. However, we are just standing firm. Firm. That's a good way to put it. Be very mindful of the contract that you sign with them to do your credit repair. Um, And anything that's asking for a monthly subscription, make sure that they are actually working on your credit. Because Um, that monthly subscription, you are paying a bill on their behalf. That does not necessarily mean that they are repairing your credit. Because remember, you're paying a monthly subscription and how they make their money is off of that subscription um, fee right there. So, yeah. Oh, bro, I've had, we've had a couple, at least three clients in the last four four or five years. Uh Man, I've been with Lexington Law for like six months. And and, I mean, I think I'm going to be ready. You think you're going to be ready. And then when we pull their credit, they're all in the They're not ready. Or, you know. Everything is still under investigation um, because they started the, the process, but they haven't followed up or something that is missing. Um, and the last one I believe when we brought up Lexington, um, NACA. NACA. NACA is a program that a lot of minorities know about because they help, um, supposedly help a lot of people that are lower income to obtain housing. Okay. It's kind of like the uh, Bank of America thing. Um, NACA's a little bit different. We can talk mm-hmm. about them a little bit more in depth on another time. Okay. But just be very mindful of them. A lot of people, that, a lot of our clients that we have um have worked with in the past that have gone to NACA have been members of their credit counseling or their first time homebuyers program, and they never obtained that goal. Um, matter of fact, you know one of them. So when they came to us, we're like. I'm not understanding why you're still in this program. You yeah. know what's going on. It does not take very long to execute a plan. So whomever you're working with in terms of a lender, credit, they should be able to produce you a plan, mm-hmm. a 30, 60, 90-day plan for you to work through and so on. And if they can't, you need to go to another company. Um, and remember, you don't want to stick with someone that's going to ask for a subscription because you are doing monthly payments to them. And you will never get to that end goal. So your goal is to purchase a home. I mean, think or about to get it. If I was you as a there you go. If I was paying you monthly, how fast would you work on my stuff? I mean, hey, if I was going to go stuff, at least for three years. There you go. At least. At least. Yes. So, I mean, yes, we do credit repair. Yes, that's one of our, our channels of business. But that... Our goal is to get you to your goal of purchasing yeah. a home or purchasing a car. I don't want you as a credit customer. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next. You're right. Let's we, got more people we, we have yeah. we have goals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. If I, if set some goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, man. Um, with that, that was so much information. So we much appreciate. Information. We appreciate that like so much, man. 
we definitely gonna have to have y'all come back and come back and come back. You know, I want to do politics next. Oh, definitely. I got tons. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bow at Grace for that. Yeah, look, she look, don't, look. she don't do the politics. But Ricky, you missed a good one. Okay, so Ricky, come yes, back. Yes, Ricky, yeah. we, we send me your questions, Ricky. Yeah. I know you got some. Okay, he was at home. He was. We called him. He was like, "Hey man, ask this right here. Ask this right here." But I know Just he. In, in, Tell Ricky to give me a call. I, I got him. I will. Give me a call directly. I will. And again, thank y'all so much for coming. Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoy it. Hey, for those listeners out there, this has been Shit IDK.